Yeah, whoa, look, they can never keep me down, I'm going, and if I ever fail, just know I'll go again. I never quit, cause I know that every loss may lead to another win, I'm going up. I bet when I land, they gon' tell me it's luck again. See that I'm winning, it's harder to watch. I'm setting the stage, you should give me my prize. You ain't got a soul, you lacking the spirit. You talk out your neck, I'ma show you I'm with it. All right, welcome back to another American Contractor show. This is one of our shop talk episodes that's not being recorded in the shop. It's in the green room of the Commercial Roofing Academy. Yes, it is. Here in Denver, Colorado. And I got uh, Eric Obrams. I stole him away for a little bit to... Just have a quick, candid conversation here about a few things. But Eric, thank you so much for uh, for agreeing to hang out today. Thanks for having me. I love. I just love hanging out with you. So now we get to just be on mics together and tell dirty stories. So I'm fine with that. <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm trying to capture the crowd for you, John. Okay, like okay, you got to okay. do that in the first minute, right? So like dirty stories coming up, everybody. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> I guess you can tell the story. I can of tell you the strip. Brett. I was going to say, I could tell the stripper story. Well, well, let's, yeah, let's start with that real quick. Go ahead and uh, tell us what happened. So we, so we went to, um, where were we before? Oh, we were here in Colorado. We were in Colorado. We were in Colorado, and we were getting ready to fly to Dallas to go to uh, TW Mock's wedding. And Brett Block um, <laughs> wasn't going to go, was going to go, wasn't sure what he was going to do. And I was like, hey, man, like, here's my flight details. Just get on my, get on my flight. And let's go together. Like, you'll have fun. You can meet my wife. Like, it'll be a good time. All right. All right. We'll do that. So we do that. We get there. We get to a hotel. And I call an Uber. We get call an Uber Black to come pick us up to go to the wedding that's like seven minutes away. I didn't know the Uber Black part. I, I yes. just assumed this was like an Uber X. But no, it was an Uber Black. It was, okay. it was a busted ass old Suburban, but it was a <laughs> but it was an Uber Black. Um, and so we, we get picked up. And I'm like, well, she looks interesting, right? <laughs> And we get in there, and this gal, she yammers. And oh, I, I take that back. I, I lied. This was not going to the wedding. This was going to lunch. So we had about a 20-minute drive. She yammers for just the whole time. And somehow it comes up about roofers and recovery right. and that I'm, that I'm sober and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, I'm sober too. And I'm like, that's fantastic. Good for you. I'm happy for you. How long have you been sober? She told me. I don't remember. Um and then she proceeds that apparently that brought us so much closer together as a <laughs> as a friendship and a and a couple I guess I don't know that she then uh, proceeds to tell us that she was a stripper oh. and she was and th- and that was the reason she was taking us to this other restaurant was because the first restaurant we were going to go to was owned by that son of a bitch that owned the strip club <laughs> that she worked at and he was just a real piece of work and I mean and she went for five minutes on how awful he was. And so we had a personal driver for the weekend that was a stripper. And as an added bonus, she said, (laughs) she said, I have nine chihuahuas. Oh, this is a great. And Brett and I I both looked at each other and we and, and I just looked at her and I went, Why? (laughs) <laughs> and I swear to God, she looked back at me. She goes, why not? And I was like, she's like, why is that weird? And I was like, why is that weird? I'm like, because it's nine chihuahuas. Like, I've never met anyone that has nine chihuahuas. Like, I've been alive for 43 years. I've never in one of those 43 years met somebody that said I own nine chihuahuas. Therefore, you are an anomaly. You are an anomaly. You are weird that you own nine chihuahuas. I go, did you get to six or seven? And went, oh, just not enough. I need more of these little rascals. Like, 
it was the most insane, hilarious, like two days. And then she stiffed us after the wedding and didn't show up to pick us up. Because she promised to pick you up, right? Well, she promised to pick us up. She went and picked up some <laughs> drunks in Dallas. And I we had a seven-minute drive, and I gave her $100 to drive us seven minutes. And I said, make sure you come back and pick us up because it's hard getting Ubers out here. And sure as shit. She never showed nah, up. Nah, no pickup. No pickup. You know what's, what's funny about the small dogs? In, like, ancient Chinese culture, they would breed tons of Shih Tzus. Right? Okay. And the reason they had all those dogs is they were their attack dogs. Really? Legit. So imagine that you're like a ninja, you know, trying to kill the emperor. Imagine you're a ninja. Got yeah, it. You're trying okay. to get the emperor. I'm doing it. And you get two pit bulls come at you. Sure. That's no big deal, right? You can knock out two pit bulls. Sure. Because it's just two dogs. Right. But imagine you got a hundred chihu- or chihuahuas yeah. or shih tzus yeah. or whatever coming at you. What do you do now? It's like snakes. Yeah. 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 So they used them as they were protection animals. Huh. That's a weird fact that you know. It is a weird fact. I used to have a Shih Tzu. That's why I know that fact. Oh, okay. All right. I was going to say, because that's not just something you should just know. And they also were bred to uh, keep your feet warm. That's why they like to sleep at the foot of the bed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Yeah, that was another thing, too. To keep your... The Shih Tzus? Yeah, like they would keep like royalty and like rich people's feet warm. And so that's why if you have a Shih Tzu or typically a small dog, like we have a mini Aussie Doodle, she likes to sleep at the foot of the bed. To keep your feet. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, look at all the stuff I'm learning look at today. That. We're learning Thanks, John. <laughs> Thanks, John. I'll teach you about strippers. You can teach me about shih tzus. There we go. Yeah, deal. <laughs> good trade. <laughs> we have two different skill sets. That's fine. Man, thank you for uh, for hanging out. And you know, if you guys don't know who Eric Obrimt is, he's an amazing guy. Probably the most interesting contractor in the world. That'd be a good. That'd be a good idea. I don't do self-appointed <laughs> names, and I dislike people. I that just, do. I just appointed that name to oh, you. Oh, okay. okay. Well, you can post it. I will not. All right. The most interesting <laughs> roofer in the world here is uh, Eric Obrimt, and I, he owns DNM Roofing. Yep. You guys are out of uh, Omaha. Yep. You just decided to move your family to Houston. Yep. No, not Houston. Montgomery. Oh, Montgomery. We don't claim Houston. Houston's <laughs> kind of stinky. Okay. Yeah. It, it kind of is stinky. Yeah, I don't like it. It's like it's because it's so moist. Moist. I say that yes. Word. Moist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, we don't we don't claim Houston, but we claim Montgomery. So that's cool. Yeah, we like that area. That's cool. And uh, you guys own DNM Roofing. You guys do a lot of commercial roofing, yep. all that kind of stuff. And you're one of the coaches here at CRA. Yep. And I, I keep saying that I'm at Commercial Roofing Academy. Can you just kind of fill us in on what Commercial Roofing Academy is and why it exists? Yeah. So uh, it was started what I think two about two years ago. I think we're in our, the end of our second year almost. Um, and uh, Paul and Kim uh, and Steve Patrick actually started it. Um, as a way to up level the the industry, right? And there there's a there's there, there's there's problems all over the industry, right? As far as building and selling and insurance and but but that that right? And we all seem to worry about the shit that we can't control, right? <laughs> we, we all worry about like, well, that insurance company's doing this to me and this but 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 right? We're all pissed off about that, but yep. we never look in the mirror and go, well, what are we doing oh. and what are we doing wrong? Right. That's, that's yeah. And there's a lot of com- there's a lot of contractors out there that claim to be commercial contractors. And what I tell all my people that work for me too is, is when you're when you're competing against a lot of these guys, is there a fucking mouse in the room? Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no. To, to oh, be clear. That, oh, that was that's, Tegan. That's oh. Tegan. And uh, she is drawing an amazing American flag. She's very patriotic. I like it. I thought that was in the headphones, and I'm like, I thought it was like a mouse. I'm you're like, fine, Tegan. Yeah, you're, you're totally you're fine, fine, baby. You you're can, totally fine. Yep, you keep drawing. But so um, there, there was, you know, there's so many. We need to look in the mirror, right? And we needed to look in the mirror and figure out what is it that we're doing wrong. And what we were doing is we weren't teaching 
We weren't teaching other contractors to be good commercial contractors because what it is is it's residential contractors that understand how to go to Vistaprint and write commercial <laughs> on their business card. Or it's on their truck, commercial and residential. Right. So all of a sudden they're a commercial contractor? <laughs> no, you're not. Like That's not what you do. You just wrote it on your card. So we had a vision here of of training companies that are in the residential space or are in commercial dabbling um, or even are at a level and just want to get higher and learn more about it to be able to teach them the right way to do things, how to, how to not hopefully get sued a lot, right? hopefully how to lower liability, um, how to make sure contracts are in place, who are the right people that you need to have in your business, um, how to work with business development reps, all that kind of stuff we cover here at Commercial Roofing Academy. And it's really become, it's really become a passion. Um, and it's just a lot of fun meeting the different people that come through and, and seeing the different journeys and the different paths that everybody are on. And uh, it's just, it's really fulfilling. It really is. And this is, this is actually my third time here. And I've been, I've been coming now since last December, come to a few. And it's been, uh, every time I come, I learn something new. Yep. I learned something new today. Because you listen different every time, right? You do listen different. And I think different. people forget that, not to interrupt, but no, like people true. people, people forget that because you read so many comments online. They're like, well, I ain't going to another fucking conference and, you know, whatever. And it's like, that's fine, man. I get it. Like, I've been to everything. I mean, I yeah. have. I've been to every conference yeah, known, me, me known too, to man. man, right? Yeah. And when I And every once in a while, I'll force myself to go to something else. And, and and I'll even have this shitty mentality of like, oh, I'm not going to get anything out of this, right? Like in the beginning. But I get there and I listen different. Mm -hmm. And I listen different than I did the first time. Yep. And I get to take home that one thing that I get to implement into my company and, and it can completely transform and change the trajectory of what I'm doing. And I think that people come back, to my point in saying that is people like you that come back here more than one time you get it's a lot of the same content right mm -hmm. maybe packaged a little bit differently yep. or set a little bit differently or i might curse less or more i don't know but but you pull you pull something different out of it it's every cool, time though. that you get to bring back to your team oh yeah it's so cool and i i, I actually came before i started my company right which right. was really kind of interesting because i was just i just came out i wanted to be a part of it you guys invited me out and i was like I left this this place and I my entire perspective on everything changed. Right. Like no joke. I went back home and that's when we that's really when we decided to open our our roofing company and commercial was a big reason for that. Yeah. Like I I have a whole commercial roofing company now that's separate from my residential company. But I love your story that you told the other day how you're here with somebody else. Oh, yeah. And you both left with completely different, totally different ideas. Yeah, and w which is, which is great though because we, we 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 teach a lot here. Like maybe you're not ready. Yeah, and if you're not ready, don't do it. Yeah. Right? So so to kind of give you a little backstory on that, I'm not gonna say who I was with. But I will. No, I won't. Okay. <laughs> let's, not, let's not say. Um, there was. I have a very good friend of mine that came with me the first time I came out here. Uh, he owns a very successful residential roofing company, and uh, when when he was here, we we spent the three days we get in the car we're, we're driving back to the airport and i turn and look at him like dude that was that was incredible like let's go let's go start commercial roofing yeah and he turned around looked at me he goes bro he goes i never ever want to do any of the things that they just talked about and i just like sat there and i was like in disbelief and i was like okay then 
Let's uh, let's but, not do that. But that's what he needed to hear, right? Yeah. And he probably took that and went and doubled down on what he was already doing, and is probably slaying dragons. He is doing that, right? Yep. But he knows that now. He he doesn't know this, but there was a an opportunity came up about two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. My guys call me up. They're like, "Hey, uh, we're looking at we're on this roof right now. It's literally right next door to that company. This company." And I was like, "Nah." And it was a big flat roof. And yeah. I'm like, well, I know why he doesn't want that job, but I'm like, right. I will pay for that job. Yeah. And uh, I ended up, we ended up not getting it. Apparently we were 60% too expensive. Hey, you told me that. That's crazy. They yeah. lied to you. Totally lied to us. Yeah. But I was like, there's no way we were, because I like, I cut my cost down. Like I was trying to buy yeah. that job just because yeah. I wanted that. Right. That was kind of a pride ego yeah. thing. Maybe that's why Put up a I didn't get it. <laughs> Put up a billboard in yeah, front of it. Just, yeah. But that's probably why I didn't get it. You know, the whole pride thing. Yeah. Yeah. It got, it got in the way in that one. That's a funny story though. But it was it was pretty cool though, and and it's cool watching contractors come to this though because I feel like it's the the upper scale of contractors yeah. that are investing in themselves to come to this event and they're getting so much out of it. And I was Terry Gwaltney texted me this morning asking about coatings. Hmm. I met Terry Gwaltney last year. If you guys, he owns Integrity Roofing mm-hmm. down in Southern Illinois, and he said, uh, I, me- I remember I spoke at his. Christmas uh, party mm. like he had me come in at this really cool banquet is really really cool. well done super high class and uh, you know they're they're pretty pretty big company in in a really rural market they've mm-hmm. done really well um, kind of the premier roofer in that area so Terry texted me this morning and because when I was there last time he didn't he said I do no commercial right. pretty much like it's all residential and I think it was the last event that I was at which was March or April whenever that was he was here oh and then, so he reaches out to me literally this morning. He's like asking about coatings and it turns out he's got his own in-house coating guys. Like oh. he's doing some stuff. And I'm like, this is, that's a testament of yeah. what this event really is about. I should tell the class about yeah. that. Yeah, bit. yeah, you should. But yeah, I thought that was an interesting conversation, but it, it just goes to show like what you guys are doing is super beneficial for contractors. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, going from residential to commercial, like you said, is really tough. It, it, it's as tough as you make it. If you right. try to figure it out on your own, like I did, it takes years. Yeah, but you were doing like tar. And I was all doing that stuff. tar like and gravel. I got stuff. burns. Yeah, I got yeah. the whole thing. I mean, but I was up on roofs and, but like, so I knew how to do the, I knew how to do the the install. Right. But I didn't know how to run the business of it. Right. It took it's me. A, it man. took me a lot of years to to figure out how to run the business side of that and how to have the right people in place and. And, and, and navigate that space. It's relationships, yeah, man. Long-term, long big term. relationships. Yeah, you got 100%. And I thought I could just be like, I'm in commercial now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that just isn't that just isn't how it works. Yeah. And, you, and, and if I would have had something like this 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I mean, I could have shortened my learning curve. Yeah. I mean, so much. Like, I mean, it, it, it would have been worth 100 grand. Yeah, you know what I mean 100%. to come to to come to something like that to learn that. I was exposed to it about six years ago into okay. commercial roofing here yep. in Colorado. Okay. I came I came down here during which after, is one of the hardest places. Yeah, well, I came out here after a, a, a storm. Yep. I was going through a weird time in my life. I needed I needed a break, so I took off. It's mine, and so I come down here and uh, I met. I started working for this roofing company. I had four crews with me from Indiana that I brought over. They're yep. just knocking out four or five houses a day. This guy's doing like 20 houses a day. Big contractors in in Colorado Springs. Well, he starts throwing me on all these commercial projects, these big apartment complexes. So mm-hmm. all of my crews are on it. I mean, I'm at like where I'm getting OSHA called in, like kind of stuff. Like it's yeah. insane, right? Yeah. And I've never dealt with any of that stuff back home because 
Indiana is a much less regulated state than Colorado. So anyway, so we go through this whole thing and uh, I get, I built a really good relationship though with the guy that was, well, a couple of people. First off, it was the guy that d- did the actual, that was a sales rep on it, mm-hmm. the, the representative from the company. And uh, he had a really good relationship with one of the guys that actually comes and sits out here every time. Mm. So it's kind of funny every time I see him, I'm like, I know who that guy is. Right. I think he might be still mad at me, but no, I was kidding. Oh, that comes tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, yeah. okay. yeah. okay. to, yeah. to, to say what happens. So, like on Saturday, there's four or five guys that'll come in here, right. or three or four, whatever. And they're uh, they're proper. They're like the guys that are yep. making this. They're decisions. property managers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, they're like they're like the well, they're they're more than property managers. Though. These are like the high level like regionals. Yeah. Like these are the these are the bosses' boss. Like when the capex guys. Yeah, yeah. They're they're the ones that are making decisions and signing checks and shit. Exactly. Yep. And so, uh, yeah. So it's like one of my favorite parts of the whole thing is mm-hmm. so I get to see that guy. I need to say something to him next time he's here. He might be here tomorrow. Uh, I'm not gonna say which one it is. I'll tell you yeah. afterwards. Oh, but. I know it is. Okay, you know who it is? You told me last time. Okay, I did. You were okay. texting me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he won't remember you because I guarantee he doesn't remember what he had for breakfast. Good deal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying we did anything wrong other than yeah. all of our OSHA right. things that happened. Right. Um, which was really funny because I got caught in that middle level. Right. So the crews got in trouble. I think the GC got in trouble. Oh, really? And I was like. Really? That's very fortunate. Very fortunate. That is not how that works generally. Dude, bro, to tell you kind of what happened, I literally had a crew. We had lifts, like, yeah. you know, like lifts to yep. pull down material, like with, with these makeshift. Buckets. No, we were doing like makeshift plywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You and made so, your own buckets. Yeah, we yeah. basically yep. made our own buckets. I've done that. While the OSHA guys <laughs> yelling at all these crew leaders, because I had like eight crews out there that, yep. that day. Like I brought in, I was trying to like, make yeah. a statement and get this job done, push it. Yeah. Cause they told me to. So I brought in all these crews. Well, I couldn't babysit everybody, but while we're sitting there, all the guys are sitting around the OSHA guy turns around and goes, what is that? And points up. And I've got like six guys inside of that plywood no. bucket going up to the roof, <laughs> bro. Game over game over. Like forget harnesses. Wow. What is that? <laughs> that's what, that's what happened. Yeah, that was that was a fun day. And somehow you didn't get dinged, bro. I don't know how I didn't get dinged. I thought for sure I was gonna get hit with some crazy I mean, fines. Yeah, Shoulda. I didn't. Yeah. I totally just kind of yeah slipped out of that one. That's crazy. Yeah, that was like OSHA's I, no fun. No, I don't. I I learned a lot of lessons that day. Yeah. But that was that's the closest I've come. But I shouldn't have said that on the on there because OSHA may be listening. But hey, guys, thank you for for not ruining love, my life. We love you, OSHA. <laughs> But yeah, we he love had a you. different name you. back then. Yeah, don't even worry about yeah, it. Yeah, he had a different name back then. He was incognito at the time. No, but but it's it's cool listening to this because nobody understands those dilemmas. Yep. Like if you're doing residential, life's kind of easy, right? <laughs> Let's just be real. Yeah. Um, but if you're doing commercial, this is a whole different world. And if you're doing residential, like if you get OSHA called on you, you really did something wrong, and you had a really pissed off neighbor or something, <laughs> or right? a competitor. Yeah, but it's it's always a competitor on you know like somebody just drives by and they're like, I'm gonna screw that guy's life up. Oh, dude. And they do it just because they're pissed because it's you stole a half a million or a million dollar yep. job from them. Yep. You know what I mean? And they're just gonna do it out of spite. Yep. You know, and they'll and, sit. They'll sit forever far away and videotape yep, you. They sat yep, in a Walmart parking yep, lot and videotaped yep. us. I have that. made sure that as many times as I've wanted to do that, <laughs> I and I have. Like Paul and I joke about it a lot. We're like, oh, we should call Osha on that asshole. You know. <laughs> 
But like, but I've never done it because I know the minute that I do, I'm opening up that bucket of karma. Oh yeah, that is gonna it's just gonna come put back. me in the ground. And yep. if you're one of those assholes listening that's ever done that before, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Nobody likes you. I love it, dude. <laughs> it's true though. It's so true, man. Eric's also uh, the the host of Be Authentic or GTFO. Yes, sir. So uh, I appreciate you being authentic today, and you guys need to go check out his podcast. It's, Please do. Please it's do. really good, man. Thank you. And I love the. I'm excited to watch the documentary. Yeah. For you guys that don't know, Eric also is uh, one of the guys behind Roofers in Recovery. Yeah. Is which is an amazing organization. You guys are putting people through rehab. About to open your own rehab facility for. Yeah for your program that's awesome yeah yeah it's pretty exciting and uh you guys are you're working on a documentary right now yeah so lexi who's uh my videographer for me for be authentic awesome, and man. for dnm yeah. um we she agreed to help build this documentary she went to school to do this that's cool and um and then it turned out that she had family members that you know had addiction issues and things like that and, and that made it um personal to her and she's like I want to be part of this and I'm like I want you to be part of this because I have no idea (laughs) how to do any of this I'm like I just know what needs to be in it and we have been filming for oh my gosh probably at least six seven months nice I would say now at least um, traveling the country doing interviews um, bringing people to us when we can spending a lot of time and money but like it's been so rewarding Um, and the the name of the documentary is called Dear Addict wow and so um, a lot of the people that are interviewed or that are talking in the documentary are speaking directly to either the addict that is still in active addiction or somebody maybe that just got out and is trying to find their way and still needs that hope at like the end, it. at the, you know, that light at the end of the tunnel going, there is a way out. There is a way to a better way to live my life and, and, and things like that. And um, it just, it, it, it it's the thing that, I care about the most, right? Like roofing is how I make some revenue and I pay my bills and you know, whatever I lose my ass doing the podcast and all that kind of shit and traveling the country, but I absolutely love it. So I'm going to continue doing it until I'm broke and I can't do it anymore. Um, but roofers in recovery and being able to help those people that are going through the same shit that I went through, like to be clear for people listening that don't know who I am. I mean, I went through all this. I'm, I'm 12, 12 and a half years sober. Um, I went through all of it. I went to jail. I went through, you know, not wanting to live anymore. I went through divorces. I went through hurting people. I went through, um, you know, multiple DUIs. I'm a felon. You know, like I went through all of that. I went to, I went through looking at one to five years in prison, mm-hmm. right? That's a daunting thing to look at. That's like knowing the day you're going to die. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, if somebody asked you, do you want to know the day you're going to die? I'd be like, absolutely not. You know what else you don't want to know? The day you're going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> the day you're going to prison. Like, you don't want to know that shit. Like, that's very real and very dark because your life is essentially over. Like, how the hell are you going to rebuild your life after doing five years in prison? Yeah. Right? Like, I know people do it and I've seen it, especially in this industry. But, but like, but in that moment, you couldn't be more, what's the point? Yeah. Right. And so the point of roofers in recovery is that we want to be able to give back to those people that are in that same position that that Paul and I were in 15 years ago to be able to tell them, look, man, there is a way out. There is a better way to live and share you know, our experience, strength and hope with them so that they hope hopefully that they can see that light and that hope and and follow us down that path um, to become the individuals that they 
we're literally born and supposed to be because if you're listening to this and you're in addiction and you're miserable and you're sad and you're lonely and you're you're scared and you're living in fear that's not who you were born to be right. you are not born to be living in fear yep. and not knowing what the hell is going to happen the next day. That is not the person that you were supposed to be. That's the person that you are right now, but is not the person that you're supposed to be. And you have time to change that story, to change that journey, and to change that narrative. And so I challenge anybody that is in that shit right now, you don't have to be, you don't have to live in it, mm-hmm. and reach out to one of us so that we can help you find the path to get to the person that you were supposed to be. Dude, that's awesome. And that's, it's so true. And I appreciate you for, uh, for being a part of that and your passion behind it. Cause it's, someone's got to do it. And you know, it just so happens that this is it. Yeah. And that's awesome. Thank you. So thank you for being willing to, uh, to, to carry that burden and to share it the way that you guys share it so authentically and passionately. So bro, you guys, if you haven't heard of Eric Obram in his, in his podcast, go look it up. Go right over there right now. Be authentic or, or GTFO. get the fuck out. There you go. And uh, it's a great podcast. You got some amazing people that you interview, interesting people, lots of yep. cool stuff. And I really appreciate all that you're doing for the industry and all that you're doing for humanity in general, dude. Like you're you're a very huge inspiration in my life. So thank you so much, Eric, for being cool. Thank you for spending the time and, and having me on. And I can't wait until you come down to Houston so we can do so we can do our episode Let's do it, man. Um, fully fully filmed and, and, and everything. I, I'm looking forward to that. And all actually right. I wanna hear because I'm ex- interested in interested in people getting to hear your real story because we've got to have some fun conversations and for the people that are listening that don't know john die very well they just know american contractor show john die um my show is about finding out who john really is and i think that people would be very interested to know who john really is because i was and it made me love you even more well i appreciate that and yeah it's just we'll talk about it yep (laughs) we'll do that yep (laughs) all right teaser teaser thank you guys for listening we'll see you guys we'll see you guys at the next episode next episode yeah whenever that is all right later